Hey, the Pistons are scrappy, but it's quickly looking like we got all our balls in that lottery bag. Down! Hut! 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 Aw, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl! Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back for another episode of DWMOD. It's all right, bet on the back end as well. We're rolling through the NFC playoff pickums. Well, not NFC, NFL. We're also picking the AFC, guys. I'm sorry, we're picking them both. But hey, back again with us. We got Andy St. Clair, who, who's claiming to be soon to be back to back champion, and Anthony Finelli, who's letting you know he's in last place right now. All right. Hey, I, you know, I got two, I got three games. I got three games. To make this my, my last bet come true, which is soon to be back to that champ. Man, nobody's done it yet. Nobody's done it yet. Anthony, not out of it yet. Uh, like I said before, man. Yeah, it's a little, it's a bigger deficit than Andy made up last year by quite a few points, but it's been done. It's been done. He took it in the Super Bowl last year. And, you know, uh, last weekend, Andy gets 16 points on the board again. Uh, I got 15 on the board, and Anthony, you got 10 points on the board. So that not brings us standing. No, I mean, it's not. Listen, it's these games are not easy to pick. This year's been tough, right? I mean, it's been some good football games, man. Yeah. I, we could have had another one, too. You know, like that that uh, two-point conversion by Tampa Bay was right. You know, if they get that thing, oh. that, that hits the six, and then, you know, Detroit still wins. It's been They've been good. A lot of good games. Yeah, that that analytics on that stuff uh, is bothering the hell out of me. Uh, it just bo- what kick the extra point, and if you score, kick the extra point. You got overtime. This whole well, there's a math equation that says you go for two now because it's a fifty-fifty chance. Fifty-fifty chance based on some pretty simple shit. Either you get it or you don't. It ain't that simple. But they say it's fifty-fifty, and then if you don't get it, you got a fifty-fifty chance of getting it next time to tie the game. Uh, you buying into any of that, Anthony? I hate it. I think you know what I'm gonna steal. I think it was Wilbon that said it is like analytics, but they don't take into effect who's behind it. Like it's analytics in general, but it's like okay, was the team actually driving? Did they score luckily? Like who do they have on the field? That has nothing to do with it. It's based on purely numbers, which takes the complete like human element out of it. And I'm oh. with you. It's just like I get what they're trying to do. Like oh, you you get it. And then all the pressures on them, you know, to, to possibly mess up because you're gonna get the ball back and you could win with the, but it's like, you don't get it. Then there's literally no pressure on the lions. I mean, Tampa yeah. Bay, they could have called a timeout somehow made them miss a kick. You know, they just weren't even watching the clock because the game was over at that point. Yeah. It, speaking of that little controversy there, the end of the game that I didn't catch until people were putting it up online, but the Lions snapped it early and shouldn't have done yeah. that. And there's 30 seconds left in Tampa Bay side of timeout. They could have ripped the timeout and made them punt it. Right. Right. And they just had a break. They were like, the game's over. They're they because oh, they could have just <laughs> I mean Detroit messed up and then Tampa yeah. messed up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I, I I texted you if Tampa scores, they're going for two. I texted oh, yeah. you. Like I, I like it. I like it in the playoffs. I like I like doing it there. I, I you know, the regular season a little out of control in my opinion sometimes like sometimes they'll go it's like at the 20 you know and it's like fourth and three and i'm like just take the points take the points you know yeah. kick that 38 yard field goal and be done i i, I had a, i do like it a little more when the games mean a little more so I, I didn't mind tampa doing it if they if they at least were sold they were going for two one of the two times you know do it first uh, definitely 
over doing it second. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, six to one half dozen. The other. I will tell you the one that bugs me the most is something that happened in the national championship game that Michigan did. And this is the one that bugs me the most. The coaches will do it. When you have the ball, like at your own 45, almost 50 ish yard line, you're near midfield, right? You're winning the game. And it's, it seems to always be in a situation where you're winning the game. The other team's a little frustrated, can't get anything going on offense. And you've got a fourth and one and they come out and go, let's go for it, man. Like foot on the gas. Let's put the foot on their throat. And I'm like, that analytic is so dumb. You've got a team against the ropes, Washington, who was feeling like we can't get anything going. And then Michigan goes for that fourth and one and Washington stuffs them. And now you gave a short field to the best offense in the country, maybe, you know, like they're, they're prolific right. on offense. You give them a short field momentum, hope they go right in and score. And now you're like, now they're back in the game mentally. I hate it. I think it's so dumb. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, you know, you have like, even, even that lions, uh, Tampa Bay game. Yeah. I have not watched a lot of Baker in my life since Oklahoma. Uh, but I, you forget like when he gets hot, when Baker gets hot, he gets cooking. He's pretty good, right? Like he gets a couple short passes in. You're like, oh, Baker's getting a little. It's like watching a guy play blackjack, where he just can't lose for a little while, and then and then you know eventually you know the deal gets 21. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think like teams like you know like in that Michigan example, like yeah, I don't want to get the offenses that offense going, right? Touchdown by Penix or even you know. Campbell was pretty good. I thought he didn't do too many yeah. things. Yeah, uh, he's gotten it under control a little bit, I think. A little bit. So, you know, he's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you overall. I think. Yeah. And, and Anthony, Just, I'm with you. I like Baker, man. I, I think he gets a raw deal, uh, right? He's, he's gotten the rawest deal. And every time I defend him, people are like, he's, I was like, I'm not saying he's the number one quarterback in the league. Right. His right. playoff numbers, his playoff number, not just this year, but when he was with the Browns. Crushed the Steelers back-to-back weeks. And then you look at his playoff numbers, and, like, the first week was a little inflated because they had some catch and runs, right, against the Eagles defense. But last last week against the Lions, you yeah. know, and the what's-his-face, who's your boy, talking crap on him, doesn't even know who's playing receiver for the Buccaneers. What's the safety's oh, name? Oh, Garner Johnson. And then he gets a pick, but off a crazy <laughs> Mike Evans – off a of Mike Evans drop. Not even def- – yes. I mean, just to, through his hands, which is rare. But it's like, yeah, he'll he'll get hot. And even that last play of the game, like, I think I texted you guys. It's just a solid game. Like, it wasn't a bad throw. or I mean, he shouldn't have thrown it because it ended up getting picked. But it's just a great play. That was just a what? great That was just a great football play, and he's got to throw the ball down the field in that time. And it's just a, right. it was a good football play. The better team won. Like, the Lions should have won that game. But, the I mean, the Bucks played good enough to get their OC a uh, head coaching job out of nowhere. It so sure it's did. like, you know, but, I mean, he ended up with, like, say 340 or something like that yeah in, yeah in the air all all good yards and throws the ball around so I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to him like in terms of if they do re-sign him or they're like oh i think he's 28 or if they're like oh he's too old to get it going but yeah he's just like i take it back to this when he's with the panthers that before he got to the rams all that garbage stuff and they were just throwing stuff at the wall and he was benched for pj walker i mean yeah. the guy's like running scout team d like not with cameras around. It's like you just see, and then he's headbutt. Everybody's like, take you back years ago when everyone ripped Cutler for like getting hurt in the playoffs and then just sitting yeah. there, right? Not rah rah. And then Baker does the complete opposite, and everyone bags on him. It's like, well, what do you want? If they don't like you, they're gonna find a reason to to bag on you. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. But I mean, the, the Lions should have won. They did win. It was just a good game. It was a good. <laughs> it was a really good. Good game. And they played well. Jameer Gibbs looked. 
fast. I've never seen him look that like. I don't know. He was like on another gear. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Oh so, man, yeah. Yeah. Gibbs he pulled away. Floating. Like just in his open field moves, like, okay, they've been saving him. That's why when Montgomery came back, everyone thought Gibbs was gonna be the number one guy, but Montgomery's, you know, they put him oh, as yeah. the lead lead horse and it's like, oh, it's, it's paying off. Yeah, he gets all the tough runs. It's thunder and lightning all day. There you go. Little Baker. This tumbler. is a collector's <laughs> item at this point. Like yeah. seven of them were made. Yeah. All right. Let's see. You know, listen, I'll get off of Baker here in a second, but Baker got a, a bit of the Indomitian Sioux treatment to me. You talk to people around Detroit about Sioux and they, oh, they hate him and they don't like him and nobody likes him. And I'm like, that was all coming out of the building from the media because they wanted to move on and they didn't want to look like the bad guys. And that Browns thing too, man. I didn't know where it was coming from. It was like, this guy's got to go. He's a problem either. And it was all a bunch of negative media and it sticks, man. It sticks. And the Brown, I mean, the Browns look dumb. They look dumb real dumb. for shipping him. And then the move they made after, and then, I mean, who knows what next year will take for them, but like, they, I, whatever. I could talk for a year on that. All kind day. Of stuff. I'll, all I'll, day I'll, let, I'll let it, I'll let it simmer. Yeah. Yeah. A Baker with the Browns and this year, they may still be in it right now. Anyway, we'll move on to something that we talked about on the show. I, before Michigan even played Ohio state, if I'm not wrong, Andy, we were talking about, Oh, it's Harbaugh's going to the chargers. Done deal. They take him, man. What do you make of that? You know, good coach. Uh, I, I said this last week. I don't understand what <laughs> I don't understand Harbaugh's like constant going back and forth. You know, like I, if I'm him, I probably no, I mean, I think he charges will be fine, but like, you know, you're, you've just won a national title in Michigan. Like, you could be the king of Michigan football the next, you know, for the next 20 years. Seems pretty good life. We always be pretty good, but you know, I, I get that he doesn't want to deal with whatever he doesn't want to deal with. Uh, I, I think Chargers is a good spot. Got a good quarterback. You know, they're gonna they're over the cap. They're gonna they're gonna have to make some tough decisions. They're also in a division that has not been won by anybody but the Chiefs for the last like eight years. So <laughs> true. It's a huge swing. You know, you got you yeah. got Sean Payton coming in, he's in there for a year, he's a good coach. You got Antonio Pierce who's just gonna get smoked out of the building within about two years because those other coaches are gonna smoke him out. His Antonio Pierce's best hope is he's Dan Campbell and I don't know. I, I don't know if he is. So, uh, you know, copycat, I, copycat league though, right? Yeah. Copycat league on the field. Why not in the front office? Right. It worked that, for yeah. the lions. They're going to try to. Right. Um, so, you know, I, 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 it's, it's a tough spot in LA that because the Rams are the team, not the chargers, you know? So there's just a lot of tough things. They're just going to have to hope Herbert continues to be better than average. And he, you know, he's been pretty average if you're being, Kind of honest, especially yeah. last year's bet. So it's, it's a big job. I, I think Harbaugh clearly is going to set up his own way to go about things there. And, you know, he did it in San Francisco. He was very successful. He, you know, his brother's a great coach. So I, I think it's probably going to be go well for him, but it's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, Anthony, what do you make about everybody saying it's I, just because he knows what's coming down the pipeline and comparing him to Pete Carroll and getting out of town before the thing gets torn down? I think, well, I think it's less about Michigan. I think it's more about college football. I mean, Saban's gone. Harbaugh's gone. Those are arguably the two mm -hmm. best coaches of the past decade in college football. You know, the last couple of years, especially for Michigan. So it's like maybe just saw the writing on the wall, didn't want to deal with the ever-changing landscape of that and just wanted stability, whatever that might be in Harbaugh. And like, yeah, there's worse places to be than L.A. with the Chargers because the expectations are none outside of like get Herbert to the playoffs, you know? 
maybe sneaking a wild card behind the Chiefs, who are basically just locked in for the next decade anyways as the West yeah. champs. So yeah. you know, you know what I mean. But I can't get in anyone's mind on why they keep leaving and going back and other places. But I mean, there's something about the guy that he's a winner, like as generic as that term is. So I, I think it's like I think it's going to be big for LA, and it's going to be interesting to see because they do a great job of like marketing McVay. Like he's not necessarily mm-hmm. the youngest guy on the block anymore um, because of Mayo, but he's still crazy young. And then Harbaugh comes in, and th- those two coaches get a lot of like FaceTime. So I think I think it'll be interesting, but yeah, on the team aspect, the Chargers are below average pretty much every year. Herbert, you know, I do like because I've always said Herbert and Derek Carr are the only guys that don't get criticized. It's always everyone around them, so it's like now Herbert doesn't have an excuse, right? I mean, yeah. Harbaugh could get two thousand yards out of us, one of us at quarterback, apparently. You know what I mean? So if Herbert yeah. can't go for five, like what are they gonna do? Yeah, they got you problems. The running back Eckler's old. Keenan Allen's getting old. Mike Williams is always hurt. The rookie, uh, what's his face, didn't pan out as well as they would have thought. You know, they got yep. a rotating cast at tight end between Parham and everybody else that just keep in Everett. So it's like they got to get stability. Yeah, yeah. Two, I'll give you one other thing or two other things. One, I think Tony Pollard's going to end up as a Charger. I think is Kellen Moore. That'd be interesting. Kellen Moore was the OC in Dallas. Went to Chargers. If Harbaugh keeps him. I, I'm, I write it in right now. It's Tony Pollard running back. Eckler gone. You see, uh, yep. you see yeah. what's his contract? Is he's he a free out? Agent. He's a free oh, agent. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I suppose I think Eckler is as well. So, or like one year they can cut him, you know? So I think that's one. The other thing is I think with Harbaugh too, is like, you know, he's at an age, right? I don't know how old he is, but I'm guessing 55, 56, 57, where, you know, if he doesn't go back to the NFL, He's gonna be he's gonna be in college, right? So he kind of has to make a choice, kind of like, you know, like how Shashevsky was always, you know, like the Lakers and some teams would come calling, and then he turned them down, and everybody kind of understood at that point, like he's not leaving. Like Shashevsky's gonna coach college basketball. So you know, same yeah. with Saban, right? Saban went to NFL to college, had mm-hmm. success, never left. So I think Harbaugh had to probably also be like, look, I want to do it one more time. Well, yeah, I, that's it. I think that's that's the thing, Andy, is he's got one more thing uh, going on in the back of his mind on at his collar that none of these guys like Pete Carroll and everybody that bounced on NCAA stuff did. He's been to a Super Bowl and lost it, mm-hmm. and that's gnawing at him, man. They turned the lights out on him. He lost the game, and he, that's gnawing at him. He wants to get back there. And, Anthony, you bring up a great point, too, but the college coach is like – Listen, that thing is like a mirror image of politics now with these super PACs. Used to be these guys had to do recruiting. It was more work than the NFL. But now at the end of the day, you got to do game plans, recruiting, and then they're in the office like, hey, coach, we got to hit some cold calls, man. We got to fundraise if you want that kid out of Fort Worth High School, man. These guys are tired of this, man. Like Nick Saban's in the back room cold calling boosters for money. Hell no. These guys are out of there. They don't want to deal with that, man. No chance. No chance. Hey, Falcons going to hire Bill Belichick or is just – just a dance. Well, you know, it's crazy that he had to do two interviews. So that tells me that probably that Arthur Blank wants to hire Bill Belichick. But it also tells me that the other people who work in the higher up in the Falcons don't want to hire Bill Belichick, right? Right. Whoever that is, the, the VPs and whatever. Like Bill Belichick should never have to interview two times for a job. Never. There's no world where Bill Bell, there's no world, right? Bill Belichick for a second interview should have put on the score 28 to three, press played and walked out of the room. Like you guys had the Super Bowl. Like there's no world. So 
I mean, like there's few coaches that have to do two interviews. Bill Belichick's in the Mount Rushmore of coaches. doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think, well, I think Arthur Blank wants to do it. I don't think any, I think a couple other people in that building don't want to do it. And we'll just see who wins. You know, I think you think about it. Like, are you getting Bill Belichick just for like two years? Or do you think they're talking about, Hey, I'm going to implement, I'm going to inject you with the, incept you with the Belichick like system. That way you guys can carry it on for a decade after I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Kind of like how possibly new England's doing with Mayo and how his coordinators are going to do it anyways. So it's like, is that what I think that's more interesting because I mean, he's not going to coach past 75. Remember Marv Levy? We thought he was like 90. He was younger than Belichick, I think, when he retired. Yeah. So yeah. it's like he's got maybe, I mean, if he has two good seasons, he'll break Shula's record. So it's like after that, it's like, do you just take him for that two years and hopefully, like, puts, like, from a business standpoint, puts the processes in play for the next people to come in? Because it's like I could I see why people want him, but I would also see like the short sightedness of like, why do we want him for like two years? Look what he's done the last two years. Right. And the Falcons don't have a good roster. They have names that you think should be good, like with Pitts, you know, and I mean, if you want to throw Heineke in that lineup, you know, they have a great fan base, but it's just what do they actually want out of it? Like, do they want to go to the Super Bowl? Because then if that's the case, I don't think that's Belichick because. Every year that's gone by since Brady hasn't been there, it's it's the pendulum has has swung to Brady more so the reason than Belichick. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you but isn't that inevitable though? Like of I mean, I, a lot of people, right? Like like we understand football. It's like man, you can't be the best damn thing in the world at NFL football for twenty years and not have a rebuild. Like it's common, man. You know, it's it was inevitable. I think you know what I mean. So I don't know about that, but hey, I, I, mean, I think if anything, I think. I think Belichick would coach past if he's willing to do two interviews. That tells me he's willing to coach past seventy-four. Three, he might give three or four years in there. He's but, what seventy-one you know, right now? Seventy-one, seventy-two. So also, Falcons have Bijan, Drake London. They have some pieces. Their division, good defense. They're good defense. The division's not good, right? It's not like Carolina. The same. They were almost made it this year. The, yeah. Pop, the last right, game, they were in it. Year, so yeah. you get somebody. You know, to me, it's kind of reminiscent of when. Parcells coached for the Cowboys, right? He came in for like two or three years, four years, whatever it was. Basically built that stadium for Jerry Jones and got out. Jim Jerry fired him. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. weren't playing at the Jerry Dome when Parcells took over. Par- Jerry Jerry Jones needed a decent team to help build that stadium. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's that's kind of what it reminds me of. But if I'm Belichick, like, I don't know. It, it, he would be awesome on TV, too. Like, put him on TV. Yeah. I don't think he'll want to do that though. It would be fun to watch, but yeah, yeah, he he would just—I don't know—he'd be a little bit dry. But hey, the jobs are drying up, and I could see Bill on the phone going, "Uh, "You guys want me to come down there for one more meeting? One more meeting?" (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's taking his son with him. Like who's he bringing with him too? You know what I mean? His kid for sure. Well, supposedly Mayo offered his son a job. Oh well, maybe he'll stay. We'll see. Mayo really—if I think—if I read it somewhere, like. Really talked glowingly about Belichick's son. Made him sound like a young Belichick, where he's like, he's there early. He goes through everything. He's thorough. Like, who knows? I, I have no idea. I've always thought that guy was kind of like a Fredo. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They, they say he's. Mayo's yeah. interesting. He's got some. Uh... He's got some city miles on him. He looks older than thirty-seven to me. I don't know he why. He sure does, doesn't he? he? Sure does. Like man. I know he's. I know he's played and then he's coached, but I. I think. I think the Patriots are going to be interesting next year. It's going to be fun to watch. Just something new. 
like yeah. from the same old thing. It'd be like if Andy Reid ever leaves Kansas City, like regardless if the players are the same, it's going to be different. They got to get a quarterback, right? Well, that's, that's yeah, hands down. They're going to take, they got to take a quarterback there, right? All right, guys, hey, we got to jump into some quick hits. All right, hey, guys, you, you saw this thing, uh, man. Ohio State upsets the Iowa Hawkeyes in basketball, and they rush the court, and Caitlin Clark gets clipped by this girl running out on the court, and boy, does she exercise the epitome of what American basketball has become, and she goes down like a sack of potatoes. I mean, embarrassing? Yeah? No? What? All right. If you watch the whole clip, like just the last like couple of two steps, it looks like she runs into her on purpose, but if you actually watch, she's looking behind her right before that. And then just, I mean, the flop was nuts, but if you run into something, you don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She was fine. I think she didn't even say anything about, you know what I mean? It's not like she made a big deal about it. Everybody else seemed to, I don't know. I like yeah. Caitlin Clark. She's averaging like nine points a game. Right. Getting triple teamed every game. Like she's great. She's, she's great. Awesome. Right. Yeah. She's going to be and like the girl that, the women's leading scorer by like mid-February. So yep. incredible. She's at like 32 points a game right now. I mean, how, I'm going to look it up right now how much Iowa as a team averages. Like yeah. it's got to be a higher percentage than like Jordan with the 90 Bulls, right? Yeah, I can't be much more than 70 points a game probably. I'm 75. I'm going to say 77 a game tops, man. That's going to be my guess. Is this the way that she, the, that she throws herself backwards? When you watch videos of people colliding, usually just physics, the force of your body is still moving forward upon collision. It's like as she gets touched, her momentum immediately flies backwards. I'm like, eh, stop the drama. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to rush the field or rush the court as well, like it is a little bit on you to like, look who you're running into. Right. Like, sure. Watch sure. where you're going just a little bit, you know, like there was yeah. no, you, you're not doing that in a football game, you know, that you're not no. like, you're not running on the field and being like, I ran into that uh, number 74, that lineman. Cause you'd be on the ground. Right. No, you would, so, you would. So, yeah. so that guy, I think, was it a guy who did it? Or was it a girl? No, it was a girl. It was a girl. So and here's what I'm going to say, like, man. That girl who ran out there. That girl who ran out there does need to have a little bit of like awareness, court awareness. She does, but where is Caitlin Clark, the dog, the dominator, the competitor that just trucks that girl? Oh, you can run on the court, pow, put her down. Where was that, Caitlin Clark? She probably, just, she probably just played forty minutes of basketball. You know, ran ran eight miles. You know, she now that that I would have rallied behind. How many players, if you say that does happen in football, how many football players from the losing team stay on the field like for that interaction to get into it with the fans? At least she sure. tried to get out of there. Yeah, I will yeah. say she milked it. She milked the she fall. Milked it. She milked it pretty good. Did you find it, the points or no? Uh, it looks like as a team, if I'm going through their player averages, about 90. So she's over a third oh, of points. That's a that's lot just of for girls basketball. By the way, that, you're just talking scoring too. You're not even talking about assists. What you, you no, know. just scoring. Actually, that's probably high because I'm just I'm literally looking at each player's average per game. So I don't know if that's teams. She right. she leads okay. the team in. She's the team leader in uh, points, rebounds, assists, and steals. Right. Okay. And I do have to correct myself, guys. I did. I, I, it's women's basketball. I need to grow up a little bit. I just said girls, but it is women's basketball. That was old slip of the tongue from being a youth coach. That's all that's from, from being a youth coach. That's all. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I'm going to get canceled. Yeah, guys, I've coached a lot of youth sports, man. It's a lot of boys and girls when I'm talking about sports. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> 
Now, Andy, you texted me this one, and I got to say this blew my mind. I would have never thought it. Since 2011, every AFC championship game has had either Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes in the game. That's eight straight for the Pats and now five straight for the Chiefs. Uh, are we ever going to see anything like this again? No. You mean two where two quarterbacks dominate it? Yeah. Probably not. You know, and, and it, it, it would be the last time it was a, not a Brady or Mahomes. It would, do, you, do you remember the matchup? Wait, wait. Give it to me. What year? 2010. AFC. Oh. Uh, yeah. Ravens. Right? No. Was that? So 2010, would that have been Big Ben? He's one oh. of them. Yeah, Steelers. Okay. Who's the other team? Hey, Broncos? Nope. That wasn't the um, – um, He doesn't even play there. football anymore, this quarterback. Neither quarterback does. His name was Mark Sanchez. It was the New York Jets. Oh, oh the, the Jets, Jets went oh, back, back to back. back. Yeah. That was the last yeah. time it happened. Look, you, you got – you know, Mahomes is what? Six now? This is six in a row coming up on Sunday. So, like, look, I, I think I texted maybe both of you or at least one of you. Like, Mahomes is kind of pulling like a LeBron – to me where it's like you can just put a bunch of garbage around him and he's getting you to the Eastern conference or AFC finals here. It just doesn't matter. Right. And, and like, I'm not saying, you know, look, if Mahomes retired today, he's in the hall of fame. If Mahomes retired today. He's probably in top five quarterbacks, maybe of all time. Like, and he's 27, 26, 27, 28. Like, yeah, they, it's he's, he's pulling, he's just straight up pulling a LeBron just he's pulling a LeBron Cavs on all of us right now, and he's just doing it in football. It's been pretty impressive overall. So yeah. I don't I don't know the next time we're going to see two quarterbacks dominate it for like you know thirteen years like this. I think it's going to be a while. When you also think like Mahomes and Brady, you think of longevity too. Like Mahomes gets dinged up; he doesn't sit out. Like <clears throat> Lamar, you put him in it. Who knows? He might play eight games next year. This is his first full like big season. Joe Burrow has been hurt since he was like 16 years old, basically. So you got to think that as well, not only just the team and being good. So it is, it's, yeah, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, the first year they played against the Spurs in the finals, it was basically like him and, you know, five guys they picked up outside the arena that day. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, that's what, and that's kind of what Bobby Gibson, you know, like, Kelsey's awesome, but Kelsey is old for a tight end, you know, and he hasn't been like as good this year. And then you got a bunch of dudes like, I'm sure even – I mean, I know I was. Like, MVS catched the ball last Sunday. I was like, oh, he's on the team. To the team, bud. Yeah, right. Well, you know, like, you got – you know, Rice is pretty good. I think Rice is going to get better. But overall, like, yeah. the receiver room is not great. It is like J.R. Smith and the boys, you know. It's yeah. like yeah. – I think it's a fair comparison. Yeah. You know. yeah. J.R. is either hitting good. five threes or walking off the court, like, at halftime and forgetting to come back. It's right, right. That's yeah, right. That's the only option, yeah, with JR. Oh, yeah, right. I remember that it, incident, man. That was hilarious. <laughs> Someone's hand <laughs> so, during the game. LeBron's like, look the clock, you idiot. It was hilarious. I do well, remember that. LeBron reference because LeBron didn't get hurt. I mean, he's a little right. dinged up now, but he's 74 years old in season, right. you know. The right. guy's on his third decade in the NBA, so it's like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so Mahomes is, you know, even when Mahomes is hurt, he missed what, what, whatever those, those playoff games last year, maybe. I don't remember. But, you know, he was out for a little while, then he'd come back and maybe miss a half or, you know, like he does, he rarely misses complete games for sure. No, yeah. he sure doesn't. His longevity has been very good. But on that NBA point, Andy, that is going to take us into some knock it off. All right, everyone, time to do me a favor and knock it off. 
Moyer, the greatest. Listen, <laughs> I got to say, I got on a different note. I think the point you bring up with the NBA to NFL comparison is very good, but in a different way, I got to tell everybody to knock it off with comparing NBA dynasties to NFL dynasties. Listen, what Tom Brady did is so far greater than what Jordan ever accomplished. Am I, to, uh, disagree with me or don't? I think I, I probably agree with you. I think the NFL is just a completely different sport, right? Like NBA, yes. NBA generally, you know, is best player almost always wins the title. And like, I mean, you know, in the history of it, you know, in the last 30 or 40 years, it, it probably happened like three or four times where the best player didn't win the title. Like that, the, that the last one that jumps to my mind is like the tier, the Pistons beat the Lakers, whatever year that was, or three or four. No, four. Kobe was the best player if not one of the best two or three players so yeah you know that doesn't happen that way in football best player doesn't no basketball you usually you know if you got two of the best players in it you're gonna win the damn game and it, it's a league where you know they let all the best players coagulate to the best teams it's just a different thing man 10 super bowls and and won seven of them listen we just got done talking about patrick mahomes but i'll tell you right now i would bet he can't do that it, it seems nuts it seems nuts. Yeah, see, that doesn't. That, that, I think the interesting thing about it is like, if you would have read Brady's resume and then been like, and then the did, and then why he's still playing? There's going to be a quarterback who's going to challenge these records, which I believe is going to happen, right? Like, there's no. I don't know why I wouldn't think that at this point. Six AFC title games, like to me, that seems crazier than actually thinking like, because it it's here. The moment's here. And Mahomes sure, is here. but difficult. I, I'm not. I don't yeah. disagree with you that I think yeah. he will have a chance to make a run at that. But Anthony, I mean, what are the odds of it happening? I have to bet on he's going to fall short of that. It's nuts. It, well, because you think about like Brady's regimen. I mean, you kind of think of I, you can kind of think of it as like threefold, right? Like he's got the later years with Edelman. He's got those middle years with early Gronk, and then he's got those super early years right when he took over for Bledsoe, right? Who was his back then? Was it Corey Dillon? I forget who was even yeah, there. Yeah, probably, year. probably right. But it's like you think of that as like, I mean, Mahomes has kind of went through the first one with Tyreek and, and um, I mean, even when Kareem Hunt was there, right, before all his problems. And now it's like that they're kind of in that like once Kelsey's gone, then I think it officially moves to like, all right, it's Mahomes and now a bunch of other guys in front on both sides of the ball, right? So it's like yeah. if he can prove it. At that point, I think you'll get a better idea if there's like a chance. Because like right now, like Brady was like three dynasties over two decades throughout that Patriots re regime. But like the basketball thing is a preposterous, it's preposterous. comparison in it's terms preposterous. of it's like it's like I think NBA is more comparable to like high school baseball. If you throw in if you have an ace on the mound in high school yeah. baseball, you're gonna win pretty gonna much win every time, that. yeah. right? That's yeah. more of a better comparison. Like football is just it's it's football. There's just yeah. So many moving parts to the unknown, like that most people don't realize when you think someone got beat deep, and it's like, no, he didn't get beat deep. The wrong the cover was based be on the, the quarterback's audible and everything. There were like ten things that led up to that. Like, right. So there's just there's just too much nuance in terms of that, and also the swing of the game. I mean, like, and I I know this is a tangent, but I can't stand when they compare head to head between quarterbacks That's playing true. each other, not stat wise wins or losses, but right. against each other. Yeah. Like Mahomes like versus Lamar. It's like, you guys act like they're fighting each other and that's who wins the game. It was like, right. I'm playing against Lamar Jackson as much as Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah. Like Josh Allen's on the field when the defense gives up a 55 yeah. yard pass to Kelsey with Damn 10 that. seconds left. I mean, come on. Right. 
I can't stand that that horrible like the the break. And now they're gonna. That's all we're gonna hear about. Like yeah. AFC is definitely the uh, the annoying one of the championship bunch. I'll give you that. Like the storylines. Well, yes, yeah, so, heard them all before with Mahomes. Like there's no new ones out of Kansas City. Well, you remember too that you know the you know who traded with Kansas City so Kansas City could get Mahomes, right? It was the Bills. The Bills were sitting at ten. The Kansas City traded from 27, 27 to ten, and they traded with Buffalo, and then they drafted Mahomes at ten, right? So it's like, look, Josh Allen gets paid the most money. Josh Allen, like I, I actually I, I get that part of what you're saying, but like it is important, right? And Josh Allen doesn't beat good defenses ultimately in the playoffs. He hasn't. He hasn't beaten Burrow. He hasn't beaten Mahomes. He doesn't. He he beats up like Baker, and he beats up these shitty. You know, but Benny he's putting Tucker up points first. in those games, though. I will have to counter that, Andy. I will right, say you're putting he's, all the money to the Chiefs, but I would argue the Chiefs have done the hardest thing. They did the hardest thing. They did a thing maybe two other teams would do, which is they cut, they they traded the the fastest wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and yeah. and no one there's I name me another team that would do it. The Pats, maybe, right? Maybe no, I'm not gonna deny that point. Did they trade him or was he just traded free agent. They traded him. Traded what did you get for him? Bunch of shit, a bunch of like second, yeah. third round, nothing. They didn't get a first no. round, and and they traded him, and they and they rebuilt their O line. Right, this is what gives Mahomes a chance, in my opinion, is that the the the, the people in charge are the are the ones that are going to give him the chance, just like the people in charge gave Brady the chance. They get they got a great O line now. They drafted a, a decent running back, a defense <laughs> better, and now they'll just work on wide receivers again. So it's like they're going to go right back into it. So. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but also, like, look, Josh Allen, if we're going to talk about Josh Allen, he had a couple of huge throws that he missed, just straight sure. up missed sure. with the game on the line, right? Yeah. Guess what? Well, the one, the one that everybody remembers is the deep ball that the guy was open for the touchdown. But, again, you go back and look at that play, to your point, Anthony, is uh, the left side of the pocket is collapsed by Chris Jones, and he pushes the sure. tackle into him as he's throwing the ball. And then everybody wants to be like, oh, Allen missed the throw. You're kidding me. If you had one more second, that's a touchdown, man. Good you know, defensive play. Like, great defensive play. Great defensive missed. play. He missed. And he, he missed did. on Diggs. He missed on Diggs. Diggs should have caught it, but he missed on Diggs. Diggs, yeah. by the way, won't be won't be a bill next year. Maryland. Well, if they're smart. And I'm not – no disrespect to him, but it's like you got to break that up, man. That just but This is working. my point. This is my point of what the Chiefs did. They should have got rid of Diggs last year, two years they ago. They should have. And the Chiefs did it. Agreed. Right? Chiefs, and Hill is – if we were dra- drafting wide receivers, what's Hill? The number one, number two wide receiver? Maybe number one. Maybe number one anyway, yeah. You got Jefferson. You got Jefferson. You got uh, yeah. Chase. Listen, got- with analytics, any front office is going to take the guy with a chance to break a play. Hill would be right. number one. Yeah. Right. And then Reed and the guys got rid of him. So I think, anyway, yeah. yeah but yeah. So yeah. I, I guess I'm kind of, look, I do think some of these head to heads matter. For example, just to give you, a little like the Raven, the Chiefs haven't lost to the Ravens in like 30 years, right? Like, I don't know, it's been a long time. They, like, they haven't, they, and they've beaten them pretty badly. And Lamar and Mahomes have played a lot. Now, you know, it goes well, to- yeah, we're going to get to all that. We're going to get yeah. to all that. Don't jump, the, don't jump the gun on that. That's going to be the best part of the show there. Now, hold up on that. Let's hit the next one here, guys. All right, everyone. Time to do me a favor and knock it off. Uh, Gary Sheffield not getting into the Hall of Fame. Knock it off. I, I, I'm on the record for years on this show. I hate the baseball writers of America. 
They are the most arrogant, pompous group of we have control over something we've never competed in in my in, in our lifetime. Uh, these guys are boobs. These guys are boobs. Let me just, Gary Sheffield, 509 home runs, 500 home run club, 292 lifetime average, 2600, over 2,600 hits, almost 2,700 hits, 1,600 RBIs. You know how many guys in the history of baseball have done that? 18 dudes ever. And they don't put him in because he didn't play nice with the writers and, and they don't like him. Bullshit, man. I'm tired of it. What do That's you not think? the real reason, though. That's not a real reason why he's in. He's, he's not in because of the Balco. Right. Like there was now Gary Sheffield, for the record, has always maintained innocence. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying he did or did. But th the problem is those guys don't get in right now. Right. They don't get in. Ortiz somehow snuck in. And I don't. Yeah, know how. that's but, my next point. They liked but, Ortiz. He smiled and played Big Poppy and they put him in. And my next point, Andy, not to cut you off, is yeah. about the Balco thing. The only thing they had on Sheffield from the Balco thing was one receipt for one check for $167 written by his wife. For sure. That, that was like for some vitamin. You know how much a jar of that cream cost? Like a grand. They had one check from that dude for 167 bucks when he was rehabbing his knee for something. He bought some like supplements, like vitamins or something cheap from us. The only thing he's on any of those reports from and the media who hated him blew it up into, oh, he's on the cream and he's on the juice. That guy's body never changed like Bonds and those guys. He was never a big dude. He just whipped a tough bat. I think he's getting a bad shake. I do. I don't know. Both you guys have a point. Like, I mean, I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I mean, both you have a, like, I would, me, I was a Sheffield fan. I mean, he's one of what, five iconic stances from growing up, right? Oh, like, man. Most, right? Maybe the most but, iconic. Maybe. Uh, I'm a Julio Franco guy myself. Yeah, Julio. But, uh, Julio. Mickey I, Tattleton. <laughs> but I will say, I do like, I, okay, like, I agree with you. Like, they're a little bit too boob, to put it your term. But I do like like I who's a lot of the NFL guys have been complaining they're just letting people in now. So it's yeah. like baseball they're trying to keep it so secluded. But the guys they put in were all deserving. Like I didn't know I, Helton I, had those numbers. Yeah, I don't have a problem yeah, with Helton, crazy. but there are guys that are not in that had better numbers than Helton just because those writers don't like them. That's like, yeah. I mean, like I said, I see I see both I I see it both way. I could see your argument, I see Andy's like I put him in. But yeah, it's 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 political at that point. Yeah, right? it is. I, I, it would, is. I would definitely put Sheffield in. The problem yeah. is, like, the, he's he. It's you know, look, it is weird though that he had his wife write a check. Like it's just too much. It's weird, right? It's something I would do if I was trying to cheat something. I'd be like, honey, <laughs> go write a check to this place. Why? Just go. Yeah. I can't do it, right? So. <laughs> Like it, it, it's it's something's off, and, and and look, Sheffield's gonna deny as he should, and look if we're if we're opening up the Baseball Hall of Fame to the guys Bonds, Clemens, like let's do it, but or let's let's figure out a way to include these guys because Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame. But I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think you should lump the guys who have maintained innocence and don't have any proof against them in with other guys just because you think so. And then let our tease in. Like I get it with Bonds and Clemens and those guys and McGuire and these guys. They're they're busted. I mean, busted, handcuffed, busted. And if you want to make them wait to go in by a veterans committee to make a point, fine. It's not my thing, but I can get on board with that. But guys like Sheffield, I'm like, what? Come on, man. I just 
he's notoriously unliked by the writers and that, and that's just how they are not to go long winded on a, a Lou Whitaker rant either, but like, that was the reason that Whitaker's not in the hall of fame right now. A lot of people don't know it was, it, you know, it had a lot to do with race, but more so it had to do with the writers at the time in the eighties and nineties. These guys were old war vets and stuff, man. Like that's what age those writers were at that time. And Lou was a Jehovah's witness. So he did not stand for the national anthem. He didn't partake in anything that I do with celebrations. So he was, a, he was a Jehovah's witness. It was religious reasons. And those guys, they took that personally. They served and they took it personally. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, and I'm not saying who's right or wrong, but that was it for him. They were like, you ain't getting one vote for the Hall of Fame. And it had nothing to do with the flag in America. It had to do with religion. But anyway, I'll get off that tangent, man. That's my guy. So, my only point is with Chef is like, who is awesome. Like he has like fewer walks and career at bats than like, I think there's like one or two, Mel Ott and like Ted Williams, right? So he's in he's in like rarefied air. Yeah. But like, somebody's got to come clean. And I, I do think somebody knows something, right? Because this baseball wouldn't just hold him out. There's something, there's got to be some information in, in my opinion, like uh, like Kennedy assassination style, why Gary Sheffield's not in the hall of fame. So I, you know, I just wish that somebody would clean it up a little bit. Cause Gary, yeah, once these, these writers have too much power. They have all the power in the vote and it's ridiculous. It just is put some players on the board, make it 50, 50, man. Half players, half rush, something. These writers have all that. They hated Jack Morris. They wouldn't put him into a veterans committee later. Right. He, he was the winningest pitcher in a decade in baseball right. and pitched the greatest World Series game you ever saw or ever will see. They didn't like him. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I'll get off that, man, because I could go forever. I hate those guys. It's it's just personal for them. Let's hit another one. All right, everyone. Time to do me a favor and knock it off. All right, Andy, I know you've been waiting for this one. We got to we gotta get into the touchback rule. And I'm going to tell you, everybody that's crying that that rule needs to be changed, knock it off. That rule is right. That rule is 100% right. I'm coming from a defensive guy. That rule's right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense, ultimately. Like 99 other yards, if the ball goes out of bounds, you know, at the 37, the the balls at the 37, right? Like, I just think it needs to change a little bit, right? Like this, the touchback, I'm like, it, it's just kind of like a, to me, a wildly bad rule. And it wasn't even the chiefs game. I have thought this for like two years. Like if that, if it happens that way, like give them the ball back at the one, you know, like, I don't know that something needs to change in that rule for me. Like every, the whole, the rest of the field, that rule is makes sense. But for some reason, the goal line, it doesn't make well, sense. That you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. It's the goal. It's not the rest of the field. When the ball goes out at the 37, it went out of the field of play at the 37. When it goes into the end zone, it's no longer in the field of play. It has gone into the end zone, which is no man's land. This is a different territory. It didn't right. go out of bounds. If it goes out at the one, you get to keep it. Uh, I, the then, biggest... push it off, then push it back to the 20 again and start go whatever down it is. Like, like I, I, I don't understand. Down. Why is it defense's ball? Yeah, because if if the defense slaps it out at the twenty, then it's 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 still the offense's ball. Like I, I just I, it doesn't make any sense. It's the Anthony, one rule in the NFL. Guy. You tell it's me. It's the one rule in the NFL that doesn't Browns, go with the rest of the rules. The Browns versus the Chiefs. A couple years back, when what's his face forty seven, uh, illegal hit on Higgins. On a pass up the sideline right before halftime, Higgins dives for the end zone, helmet to helmet, not called. Ball goes out of the end zone. 
Browns right. end up losing by a handful, right? I mean, that changes Everything. so much, like in yeah. terms of NF Baker stays, Mahomes doesn't because see, Mahomes was hurt. That was the Matt Moore game, right? Right, right. right. Uh, uh, Henny was it uh, Henny or Matt? Yeah, yeah, Henny. Sorry, Henny. same thing. Right, come on, Chad Henny and Matt nah. Moore. <laughs> but I, I, I get the purest thing, but it's just like it's a simple thing. Like you reset the ball, if the defense. Maybe if the defense touches it and it goes out of bounds, then we can talk about it. But if it's just a bad luck, you reset right. it like you do on a touchback. But you're rewarding, and then it's first and goal. No, no, no. no. Or you can't give him first down. You can't well, give no, him and first down. Say it's say you're scoring and it's a fifty yard play and you dive for the end zone, then it and it goes out of bounds in the end zone. Then it's first and goal from the twenty five. If, if it's third and goal and you dive out of bounds. And it goes out of the end zone. It just goes to the twenty-five, and it's it's a loss of down or something like that. So if it's third and you fumble, then it's that rule. If it's second, it goes yeah. to fourth. If you wanted to discuss something where the defense is going to get some kind of reward, then I'll listen. But for the most part, most people are just being like, "Now oh, the offense should just get the ball back at the one." And I'm like, "Now, not at the one. Hold on. Like wherever it goes out, a lot of these people say wherever it went out, they should get it like anywhere else on the field. And I'm like, now time out. The defense has rose up and made a hell of a football play down at the goal line. And we're going to reward the offense because that's what we do in this sport. Give the offense the ball back and just let them score. I'm like, no, you know what? How about know this? If you fumble the ball down here, we could lose it. That's the rule. Hold on to the fucking ball. Yeah. I mean, mean, go back. The, the Bucks play, you know, the Eagles game, or not the Eagles game. The last week of the season was the Bucks against the Panthers. DJ Chark went up the sideline. Antoine Winfield hits him at the goal line, fumble out of the end zone, right? Changed yeah. the trajectory of that game. They might not yeah. make the playoffs out of him. But he fumbles it out six feet earlier, right at the one, then the offense gets the ball at the one. That doesn't make sense. That's so sports. Gotta, gotta so that tough. is sports. That's the difference in, in inches sports. and moments. That is sports, man. Whenever they like, choose, half the people are going to hate it. Like, that's just the, one of those. Decisions. I just think they should leave it how it is because it doesn't happen all that often. If the defense makes that great a play, they should be rewarded. I, I will say this. Yeah, I think. If the rule was, if the rule has always been, Here's, the, here's my argument to this. If the rule was always if I fumble out of the end zone, it resets the 25-yard line, no one in their right mind would be arguing that it should be an automatic, the defense now gets the ball. But like the fact that we're even talking about this shows that it's a little bit, you, know, you make a decent point there. You make a decent point there. It is how it is. But I don't know what the final verdict of it. You got to give the offense something down there, man. I don't like the more I think about it. I don't like that. Well, put it back at the twenty and even make it a loss of down. Because if it's third and goal and they hammer you and you fumble it out of the back of the end zone, now they get the ball at the twenty and it's fourth and goal. They still get three points. Now you got to be punished for fumbling down there out of the back of the end zone. You got to be I'm punished. Still, I'm it's still like, someone that doesn't like the ball. Just has to break the plane. I still don't like that either. It's like, okay, you want it to be like play. hockey. It's got to be all the know. way in. Well, remember the old Peyton Manning? Yeah. Right? QB sneak yeah. just would go like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. That that seems, I mean, we're splitting airs here. It's like, I mean, it is kind of wild though. It's like, it would be like in this contest where you'd, Mikey, you'd be like, all right, for the first two rounds, we're going to play to six points. Now, for the last pick, for the Super Bowl pick, guys. If I get it right, I get a hundred, and and Anthony and Andy, you guys get three. But if I get it wrong, Anthony and Andy, you get two, and I get three. And like it doesn't. There's no. No, concern. that's what. No, that's what you're doing. I'm saying the rules are the rules, and keep them the same. You're saying if we fumble it out of the end zone, we should get the ball back. It's the playoffs. Because like no. the, because the rest of the field, it's how it works. So I I just think like 
It's kind of a garbage rule, in my opinion. I think it happens way more than you think. I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting. I think it's something they shouldn't change because it adds a lot of excitement down there. When that ball hits the turf down there near that end zone, you jump off the couch because you know this might be a turnover for sure. Wasn't Hartman down anyways? I I guess he wasn't when he was spinning around. I don't know if his ass was I thought he was down. To the other point that you made, uh, Anthony, about that play, the Cleveland-Kansas City play. I remember that play specifically because I go back in the archives. We talked about it on this show. And I had a difference of opinion on that as well because that guy that had the ball, this this is what I don't like about the target. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the rule of targeting as it relates to the defense, especially in that play. Now, the offensive player, if you guys don't remember, he's running up the sideline and then he dives headfirst for the end zone, and the defender who's coming to try to stop him from scoring also comes and runs and dives to try to knock him out of bounds. And my argument on that was this cannot be targeting because neither player occupied that playing area on the field before the other player headed to it, right? Like the the offensive player dove into an area he did not occupy and the defender did not occupy either. And they met there and not in any kind of, you know, targeting, like he lined them up to hit him that way. Neither, neither one of them held that ground. So if they hit helmets, it can't be targeting. It wasn't meant to be done. I know, no. but they've called worse. That's the whole oh, thing. Oh, they have. I, I'm with you. I see your point, but it's like as a Browns fan, it was like it was a bummer. If it was reversed, if that was Mahomes going down the sidelines, oh, it for been sure. Anarchy. You know what I mean? 100%. Like hundred percent. I don't like that. So it's like just be. I think that's what most people want. It's just be consistent. Right. Be consistent. I wouldn't have called it, but like, but you, but it would. It does get called that. Like even it worse. Does. I've seen open field tackles, and they yeah. call targeting. It's just like what. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one more little rant from me before we move on to the sponsors, guys, is one thing I do want to stop from bleeding into this game. And it seems to be coming more and more is the is the crying for calls like they do in the NBA. It's gotten real bad. And now it's starting to be in the NFL. Every time a guy's on the ground, a guy falls on him. He's jumping up with his hands out. I want the 15. I want the 50. Stop crying and play football, man. Just play football. We know when it's a late hit and when it's not. Just play football. And, and I'm going to let it go with that. All right. <laughs> so let's hit some of these sponsors real quick, guys. Hey, we got to give it up to the official beer of the DWMOD podcast. That is Old English 800, guys. It is championship weekend. You have got to get yourself a brass monkey for that tailgate, man, especially mm-hmm. on the West Coast, Andy. You're going to be up early. Orange yeah. juice and old E and just have yourself a nice, chill day watching football, man. Right. Oh, I, I mean, it sounds great. It would start. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long, great day. It's going to be a nice, it's going to be a great day, man. And then, and, and as always, let's give it up there. Let's give it up to rustbellclub.com. You guys got to get over there. Check it out, man. Softest, most comfortable shirts you're ever going to ever wear. They got great stuff over there. They got cool shirts. You're wearing them out. People are going to get at you, man. Where's that? Where's that place? What is that all about? And I tell you what, our main man, Gordon Butterfeld, is about to tell us exactly about it right now and what just happened uh-huh, what just happened what just happened is brought to you by the rustbeltclub.com they make the most comfortable clothes you ever wore and they're guaranteed to be the most conversational put on your rust belt gear and people are guaranteed to get inquisitive for that tom brady's joint where can i grab them cakes who won that game Oh, good morning, counselor. Is that a tooth beer or two? I know that guy. Oh, that's a haunted water park. Oh, 
Abracadabra. And that's the RustBeltClub.com. It's for folks with an inquired taste. It's always a game of chance on the giant water slide, but Janet Kopaklowski's ready to see what turns up on the river. And take off. Oh, she's too stiff. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Fusion surgery. Oh, my. Let's take another look and see where she destroys vertebrae C4 and 5 and 6 and 7. She's sky high and looks like she died five days ago. Rigor mortis. Oh, oh my. The bat's as red as a beet. Oh, what just happened? Uh, they, there it is, man. Rust Bell Club, the yeah. shirts. I'm sure that woman's back is shot. She's going to have to have 15 surgeries. And Gordon, oh, man. Gordon on the call. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into the championship round. Time for another episode of All Right Bet. And I broke it down earlier for you guys already. Uh, the the, The score's moving into this final round right here. Andy is up 35. I've got 30. Anthony's got 22. Uh, there's a lot of points to be had this week, though. Somebody rocks a couple of sixes here or gets one six, and somebody gets a three. You close ground here really quickly. Now, if you guys don't remember, the scoring, uh, you get three points for picking the winner against the spread. Uh, you get two points for picking the over-under, and you get one point for picking the winner outright. All right, so that's how the scoring is working here. First game of the weekend, guys, we got the Chiefs plus three and a half. At the Baltimore Ravens, the over/under is forty-four and a half. Anthony, you jump in first, man. Wait, can I? Can I? For the sake of uh, uh, let's call it the quality in this, can I pick last because my picks might go off of yours just to give myself a fighting chance? Oh man, I, I don't. Can I? Can I, I, I have this them now, is like the touchback go, rule. We're changing on like a price is right. right. Right, we're we're touchback rolling, Mike. Oh, give me a shot. Give me a shot at the victory here, so I can go right All right, I th- we're working on integrity here. The picks are supposed to be in an envelope, but here we go. Let's do it. All right, you go last, buddy. Hey, you proposed it, and that's how life works sometimes, guys. If you got the balls <laughs> to ask for something, you just might get it. So get it. there you go, buddy. You get it. You ask. Andy, Andy, you're up first. Uh. You know, I know for our contest, by the way, we have it at three and a half. I, you know, just my what I'm looking at right now tells me it's at four. I'm not saying we take the four. I, I'm just u- using that to, to have a point. Gambling. My point is, and my point is that money's coming in on the Ravens, right? Money's coming in on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, uh, you know, it's. I think the scariest thing in football is to bet against the Chiefs in the betting world, right? And I, I do it, Mikey, you and I, are, when we do this throughout the season, I, I do it quite a bit because a lot of times the Chiefs are like, I don't know, they're they're playing some team and they're like eight and a half point favorite. So it's terrifying. And I, every time I do it, I think I probably text you and be like, I, I, why am I doing this to myself? It's like, do I, this is, I hate betting against Mahomes. Look, Mahomes is like nine, one and one against the spreads straight up. Uh, uh, you know, the, the other thing is in Mahomes' last three playoff games, Guess how many interceptions he's thrown? It's zero. Guess None. how many sacks he's taken? Zero. Wow. Look, the dude doesn't. He is smart, right? No matter what. Then this is Eagles, Dolphins, Bills, right? Like no matter what kind of D, he sees the defense. He gets the ball out quickly. I think the really the last team that gave him problems, not counting that thirty-one-nine Bucks destroying of the Chiefs, was the Bengals, right? That you know. 
that was they pressured the guy Mahomes. You know, Mahomes has been down 10 times in the playoffs at, at plus seven points, by the way, seven or more. His record straight up is eight and two in those games, down seven or more. Gamer. The only two losses of those 10, Tom Brady and Tom Brady, right? So it well, all my only point is it's terrifying to bet against Mahomes. Now, yeah. this Ravens team, I believe, is a little different. So I believe that their defense is really, really good, right? Um, you know, the Chiefs have some uh, health issues. Like Tooney's hurt at offensive line. Pacheco has been – he had the flu yesterday. They got to cut their offensive lines a little beat up. So I, I'm struggling. This to me is – they're both hard games. So, yeah. look, I, I initially wanted the under. If you if we had done this on, like, Monday or Tuesday, I would have said the under. Now I'm going to say the over. I'm going to take the over. Uh, right. I just think there's going to be enough points. I, I think we're going to get into some, like, 27, 21, 24, 27 type scores and games. So I'll take the over. Uh, you know – I, I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm, I'm just going to take the Ravens. I think uh, give me the Ravens at three and a half. Uh, I'm going to do it again. I, I just think the Ra- I just think this Chiefs team is really good. I think that was the best game they played was last week all year. I think they've gotten better. It would not shock me to lose the, both these and the Chiefs win. I just kind of have a feeling the Ravens are just a little better right now. Just a little okay. better. They've been better all year, and I, I just got to go with the best team, and I, and I think it's the Ravens. So give me the Ravens and give me the over. All right, man. Fair enough. I'm going to tell you, you nailed it. I mean, Mahomes, he's he's the greatest of this generation right now, and there's just no doubt about it. And he proved it last week against Buffalo. They're looking better coming down the stretch. Uh, you talk about Lamar. Uh, he's bet on himself, and he's going to. I mean, he's probably going to win his second MVP. He's finally got himself a real play caller that understands how to use him, and it has been extremely dangerous. This guy has turned a corner and is really playing better than he was, which is scary. Um, it's going to be fun to watch these two icons go head-to-head in this game. It is going to be iconic, and I'm not going to miss a minute of it. But please, let's talk about the defenses for a minute. All we're doing is talking about these two guys. Let's talk about the defense for a minute. The Chiefs had the best defense they've had since Derek Thomas, and they proved it last week against that Buffalo run with the halftime adjustments, man. Buffalo was hammering it down their throat. That game looked over. That game looked over just from a football standpoint. Of, it didn't matter what was on the scoreboard. They couldn't stop Buffalo running the ball. And they came out in the second half and shut it right down. Ravens defense, number one in scoring defense, number one in sacks, number one in touchdowns allowed. Uh, this defense is really, really good. And here's one thing they do really, really well is they create pressure on the quarterback that there's really no trouble for Patrick Mahomes ever. But you look at that Tampa Bay Super Bowl, which you brought up, the Brady game, right? Tampa pressured Brady, they pressured Mahomes in a way I think the Ravens are going to do it, right? You, you got you to gotta flush him and then rush him. They, they use Sue to collapse one side of the pocket, force him out, and then Levante David or somebody stunting over the top to get in his face so he couldn't make the roll around plays, right? I think that this Ravens team is built to do exactly that, and I think they're going to do a lot of that. Here's going to be one bet I'm going to give you guys all right bet for this game. Is is there going to be a future Andy for Cook in rushing yards cuz if there is, give me the over. That guy didn't know anything about the offense last week. Ravens put him in a ball game. He's hammering the ball. He's fresh, fresh legs. He's going to be more implemented this week. I think in the second half if the Ravens are up, Cook is going to run the ball a ton. Give me the over on him. Um it, 
Give me that bet all day. Listen, I'm going to take the Ravens as well. Ravens minus three and a half. Give me the over. I'm going to say Baltimore 34. KC a later 23. Anthony, what do you think, man? I, I want, just for Anthony, because I will say this. Sure. Uh, two things. Is one is Lamar's last five playoff games been sacked 22 times, thrown five interceptions. The other thing, and th- this is now, I know I'm on the Ravens, you're on the Ravens, but this is my other rule that, you know, I talk about sometimes. Beware of the team that we just saw destroy, right, the primetime team. We saw the Ravens stick it to Texas 31-10. We saw the Chiefs survive, right? And and I always want to be on the team that just survived, generally in betting. So just beware of that That fact. is it's It's out there, and I will be thinking about it especially when I text you Sunday and being like, I'm on the Chiefs plus three and a half. Oh, well, there you go. Let's see what, what – that leaves you one spot here, I think, Anthony. What are you thinking? No, I It's funny because, like, actually what I have down is also opposite mainly of what you guys have. And I will Great. I think the Ravens' D, I'm tired of hearing about Ray Lewis, you know, for the past two and a half decades. So it's nice to see a defense that, like, gets his name at least a little bit out of there. And I will say – I got to interview Geno Stone once, so I cheer for him. He was great to have on. And their defense, I think, is built kind of almost like the Chiefs offense. Like, we just get some players in here and we'll figure it out. Like, they don't have the traditional just straight corner, just straight safety, just straight linebacker. I mean, they do, but they move guys around based on their skill set. But having said that, the Chiefs, obviously, you said, have the best defense since uh, D. Thomas. By the way, who was the quarterback? That he sacked seven times. Should have had eight, and they ended up losing the game. Who was I know the eight? answer because Dave I was Craig. watching the game, Dave Craig. Yeah. Yeah. That was Dave, like, he was my favorite player. I was watching that <laughs> game. He, I um, was watching that game. But I think both these teams have something unique in common where, like, they don't have to rely on their hero to win the game. Like, Mahomes last weekend, pedestrian for him, right? They turned to the run game. They won. I think I texted you guys one thing. I think I said find a way, and they'll just figure it out. Yep. And I'm the same. Like at this point, it's it's hard to bet against either one of these teams because these are the teams that should have been here. And I think like you would expect the Ravens to have taken kind of a little bit of a step back, which they did in the first half against the Texans. But you know, I don't know. I think both these defenses are going to get overshadowed by the star power on offense. But I think the defenses are the real stars of this game. Having said that. I've been betting against the Chiefs forever, and I lose more than I'd like to ever admit. So I'm going to have the Chiefs at plus three and a half and take the points with the Chiefs. I'm taking the under just based on the Chiefs' offense this year. You know, why would they explode for 30 points against the best defense, not the Browns, the actual best defense in the league? But I am going to take the Ravens to win just because this is the first time Lamar's been this healthy. And I think overall they, the Ravens should win. Like – Throughout the year, they've been the better team. Like they should. Having said that, if Mahomes and company win by twenty and be like, "Well, I knew that was going to happen," <laughs> like you know. But I'm going to take Chiefs a plus three and a half, but Ravens to outright win. So close game, and, the and I'm going to take the under. All right, buddy, you're on. You know, the other thing we're not even talking about is that Mark Andrews might play. For the he Ravens. might. And didn't they, who else? They wait. Who signed? No, the Lions. 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 Yeah. And then you got Pacheco's sick or got a toe injury or whatever. So it's like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be rooting for the Chiefs, but you know, got to be realistic with three guy and off the stands, and uh, Mahomes will throw him a screen right at the right time, and he'll score. Like yeah. that's just what's going to happen. Right, we'll know. People know early, right in the first half, whether this thing's going to be kind of a game. Uh, yeah, we might. 
We might, or we might see some fireworks in the second half because Mahomes is Mahomes, man. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be exciting, but it's my second favorite game of the day, guys, because this is the favorite of the day. The Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. I'm trying not to cry right now. The Detroit Lions plus seven and a half at San Francisco. The over-under is 51 here. Um, this is complete and utter disrespect, plain and simple, on America's team. This is just disrespect. This is America's team. Have you guys seen that meme going around on the internet? It's hilarious from the Captain Ron movie. And they got Captain Ron in a Prescott jersey. And then they got the, the, the Somali boat pirate going like pointing at his eyes and going, look at me, look at me. I am America's team now. Oh, <laughs> it's the I thought you meant Captain Ron like the Kurt Russell movie. No, right? no, no, no. The other one. I love that movie. Captain too. Phillips. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that dark of a scene from. Yeah, um, see. There you go. I'm on Captain Ron because I liked it, but it's hilarious. But yeah, it's disrespect to America's team. Right? Seven? Seven. This is the grittiest team in football, man. People are already saying, well, it's going to be golf outside. Nobody likes golf outside. Guys, it's going to be 70 and clear as a bell, and the kids from California don't matter a lick. They got no Debo or maybe a banged up Debo, but anyway, whatever, whatever he wants to do when he's playing in this one, this time, he's going to be putting up some dough on other people's 40s. I'm going to tell you that right now. Debo, what you got on our 40 in Detroit, you better come correct on that. I'm telling you, we could run the ball all day long. That's how the Packers stayed in that game. Rain or not, I don't care. We can run the ball. We got Gibbs and Monty. They're going to have big day. St. Brown, big day. Laporta is going to have a big day. The Lions love being a seven-point underdog in this game right now. The middle of the field will not be wide open for Brock Purdy like it is against all these other teams because the Lions are going to pressure him and them routes are going to take time to get there. And we have the best cover linebacker in NFL football in Anzalani. That hands down. That's not a stat. I mean, that's not a fact. That's a fact. That's that's a fact. The stats show he's the best cover linebacker in football. He's going to be in the middle of the field causing problems, man. We just got to limit McCaffrey. We just got to limit McCaffrey in the game. And the Lions are going to hang on, and we're going to win this thing, man. The prediction here is kneecaps everywhere. Check me out. I got King Kong and a toga back here rocking the fist of Joe Lewis, Detroit. Give me some. Bam. Let's have it. We're going. 49ers don't even know what they're in for. We're King Kong in this motherfucker, and they ain't got shit on us. Give me the Lions plus seven. Give me the Lions straight up, man. I don't even care. Straight up, and I'm going to take the under in this one. It's going to be a banger, and... Listen, it's going to take more than some gold diggers to take down the Lions this year, guys. Give me the Lions 24, gold diggers 20. I'm off my soapbox. Go Lions. Andy. Uh, I kind of want to take the Lions now. Uh, I <laughs> Look, I think the one thing you could do on the Niners is pass the ball. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's like, I don't bet on Jared Goff when he's outside, right? I just I don't do it. I think Goff is great in a dome. Makes me a little nervous. But, you know, he isn't, it's going to be a nice day in California. So he should be okay. Uh, I am not as uh, bullish on the run as Mikey is uh, against San Francisco. Ultimately, I, you know, I think that, that team can stop the run a little more. I just think the pass is where it's going to live for Detroit to win. And I, I think they can do that. And I think if they do that well enough, then I think it's possible to open the run. Right. If Detroit comes out and it's like run, run, incomplete, I'll be like, what are you doing? I'm not gonna throw it, throw it first down. Let's let's loosen it up, you know. But uh I, look, 
you know, there, there's two schools of thought for me. One is we saw San Francisco's bad game, right? And they're going to wake up this week and just thump Detroit. And the other thought, and the more the one I lean is that maybe San Francisco, you know, they haven't, the last like five or six games, they've, they've lost a few, right? They've, they've gotten beat a few times. They've lost three of the, and they should have lost last week, honestly. And they lost three of the last four at home, you know? So I, Look, it's. I think it's too many points. I think. I think it's. I think it's a little bit of a slap in the face for a Lions team that is kind of cooking right now, right? They, now, they, they beat. I think they beat maybe the second best team in the NFC in the Rams. Uh, so, and they got to play at home, beat them by one. So, you know, I, I think right now, if I was ranking NFC teams, you know, knowing what we know, it would probably be Niners, Lions, Rams, Cowboys, in some order. Uh, so I, I think the other thing is like Debo's going to play. He's 50, 50. He's going to be there. Debo's very important to that team. Uh, you know, even last week, if you looked at that game, their very first three plays was McCaffrey, Debo run, Debo long pass. Then Debo got hurt and that long pass. And then San Francisco sputtered, right? Then it was kind of a mess from there. So if Debo plays, I'm going to take San Francisco to win. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. I think it's going to be close. You know, I think maybe it's too many points. Just seven's too many for me. So I'm going to take Detroit to cover. San Francisco wins. And I think it's going to be a lot of points. I think that's how this game. And if Detroit wants to win, because the one unit that's really bad, in my opinion, in this game is Detroit defense. And that is the unit that could get exposed, right, with all the weapons of San Francisco. So if Detroit wants to win, in my opinion, they got to score. And they're going to have to get into, like, 30. So to get to 30 gets me to the over. And if Detroit wins 31-28, that's an over. But it's they got to get in the 30s. It might be. Detroit's not going to win this game 17-10. There's no way. They're not going to win this game 24-10. They're going to win 35-31. So give me Detroit, cover, San Francisco win, and the over. All right, man. And the over. All right, Anthony, we're, we're all over here. Where's that All right. Bit? I see your face working on a Sudoku. I know you guys, you guys went to opposite. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just changing the, the the third part of the bet here. Uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for the Lions. They're close enough to where I grew up, and between, like Lions, Browns, Bills, they're all kind of in that yeah. you know, uh, you know, woe is me type of atmosphere. So it, Rust it, Belt clubs are in the Rust Belt. Club, I was going to say, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to hammer that at home too much, but so it's really nice to see that. And like I've gotten to watch a lot of Lions games recently. But they do. They 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 bend, don't break. But they do give up a lot of points. And like the Niners are scoring, if they'll figure out how to score on this defense. Um, however, I never get into that. Like outside of maybe the Dolphins when they had to play in sub freezing temperatures in Kansas City, you know the Dolphins weren't winning that game in Miami anyways. Even if it was there, they they were going to lose. So it's like I don't like I don't ever like that. Like oh, this team's not from around here. It's like they're adults. They'll they'll be just fine. I mean, Purdy struggled. They, they made a whole big deal about Purdy struggling in the rain and all this other stuff. They're playing in the same weather, so that's not a huge issue for me. And I think the Lions, you know, everyone talks about all the weapons that Purdy has to try to, for some reason, say he's not good. That's what they always say. Well, he has all these weapons. Well, Goff gets a lot of credit, and Goff's got some great weapons, you know, inside out. So, yeah. But I think Andy said it. We're like, their defense, you know, they're giving up. 20 plus, you know, regularly to, to average offenses. So, but I do think this, this, this train is going to keep going and the, the Niners didn't look good. 
I mean, the Packers were on a hot streak and a heater, but the Lions didn't look good. And remember, the Niners hit that weird – I mean, they didn't have Debo, but they hit that weird patch midseason where they lost, I think, three three in a row, four in a row. Four, I think. And it looked kind of bleak. Not bleak, but, like, what's going on? So I'm going to take the Lions with the points. And money line, I would just take the Lions to win sure. it. Seven and a half just seems nuts. They've been putting all these crazy big spreads. Um Crazy. I'm just debating on the over-under, man. Just because, like, one of these could get me some points versus you guys. Um, I think the offenses, like, as opposed to the other ones, where the offenses are going to get the publicity, but the defenses are actually better. I think the defenses are uh, are going to break both of them on this one. So I'll, I'll take the over. So I got the Lions to win it. So the points, obviously. And then I'm just going to take the over because that seems like a more fun game for me to watch. All right, man. There it is. Going to take it like that. Those are the picks officially for this week. Lions super disrespected. Guys, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm still on the fence about going to this game. I'm still watching yeah. ticket prices and flights, man. I might just Make go by myself, man. Wait a couple weeks. I, if they win this week, I'm going there as well. <laughs> I, I read the average ticket for nosebleeds is $9,000 for the Super Bowl. On tick pick right now, they're like 8700 but I – all of them are like, you know, uh, that you don't know where you're sitting yet and things because they haven't even handed the tickets out yet. So I think oh. those will, I think those will come down when tickets start to hit Maybe the market. Vegas, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And Vegas, that's going to be a big deal, but, but I hope they're not that expensive. Man. I'm going to have to sell it. Getting ahead of yourself here. You don't want to show up for the, uh, for the chiefs, uh, Niners Super Bowl, do you? No, I do not. Yeah. You know, the other good thing, no, nor would we, the other good thing is like, it, you know, it feels weird that we would have back-to-back years to have both one seeds make the Super Bowl. It just doesn't happen very often. And part of me doesn't think it's – this seems crazy that it, it could have happened in back-to-back years. again. So it does. That's a good point. Yeah, you usually get a wild card in there. I think I said that the first week. It was like every year usually has one sneak in. Yeah. This would be the most open year. And then here we are, you know, ones and threes. But the Lions could have easily been a two if they knew how to report to the refs correctly, right? Uh, no, they did report to the ref correctly. The, the evidence is right on the film. That motherfucker <laughs> looks right at Decker and shakes his head. Okay, while he's there's your analytics. Head. Why didn't they just kick? They were on the seven. Just well, kick that it. that was not analytics. That was that was him going. Anger. We're winning a fucking game. That was some <laughs> old school college anger. shit. Like we're going for two, bitch. And it was like it was let's back do in the fifty. We're still gonna go for two. I love you it. know, you know, you should. We should also say you should bet both dogs on the money line. Yes, do it regardless. Doesn't yep. even if you don't want them to win. Like I want Detroit to win. I want Kansas City to win. But I want to bet the money lines regardless. You should just even yep. doing that way. And if 100%. you're doing a teaser, right? If you're gonna tease, you know, te- if you think San Francisco's win, you can tease them down. If you like Detroit, tease yeah. them up. I don't think that teaser is gonna lose personally. But what do I know? And then yeah. you should tease the Chiefs. Just get them to ten, ten and a half. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer teasing the Chiefs. I've already got a bet uh, on it both ways. I've got a bet on both of the the dogs and money line. That's that's a no-brainer, man. Throw five bucks on that. Uh, I forget what it pays. Maybe forty-five, fifty dollars on five right. bucks. So it's like, do it, man. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Either they win or lose, you can still take Ravens minus four. You can take whatever you want. But. Yeah, right. You can do any of that stuff. But hey, guys. Thank you again for being here. Some great games going to be going on this weekend, man. Everybody enjoy it. Drink responsibly, gamble responsibly, at bet on the Lions responsibly, and have a great damn Sunday, fellas. Hey, thanks for being here again, and we'll see you next time.
Hey, the Pistons are scrappy, but it's quickly looking like we got all our balls in that lottery bag. Down! Hut! 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 Aw, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl! Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! 